right. Yeah, welcome everyone uh, to this uh, post retreat uh, discussion. Uh, this will be posted um, on the podcast and uh, we'll, we'll start there because I think that's a little bit of a difference in previous retreats. And uh, the question just to kind of start this, um, this will be the only formal part to kind of maybe ground some of what happened for people who weren't uh, part of the in-person retreat, uh, maybe some thoughts on it. Um, and then uh, just still be open to uh, whoever's here who'd like to uh, share their experience and particularly what's going on now as uh, Karen was uh, beautifully sharing. Uh, I, did, I felt like I didn't want to interrupt uh, except to um, kind of set this container. So the, the question to kind of focus just for myself on what to share was why this particular retreat of let's say 10 or more retreats previous at Mount Shasta was so strong energetically. Uh, like Donna Kaplan has been to a couple who is here this year. So just as someone else, um, you know, uh, not just from my own perspective was saying that it was stronger than her previous years. Uh, so, so just some thoughts on that as a, as a focusing device. Um, we could have gone in many directions. Uh, one in particular is, is the, the nature of this, uh, let's say, um, talk here. The fact that it's being shared publicly, I think was very different um, in the intention of the retreat, perhaps because we were coming out of the pandemic or even within the pandemic, is to make the retreat much more open to many, to really anyone who'd want to connect in. Um, in previous years, like whenever we've gone on, like when we went to the Egypt trip, uh, this idea of a retreat container, I kind of followed as a facilitator very strongly. Like I wouldn't post myself any photos um, like on Facebook while we were in retreat, while we were in tour, uh, just because then, you know, you have a lot of factors coming in um, because it's not so much it, only someone physically present, but the container sort of can be affected by people just to connect in. And as many of us here, probably everyone here, a lot of people listening, do a lot of distance work, uh, do a lot of astral work. Um, being physically present or not doesn't matter anymore. You, you can uh, go to something astrally if you wanted. And so that can always affect the retreat container if you open it up that way. So some retreats are very strict. Like they, you know, they once a retreat starts, uh, no one's really allowed physically in. It's called, usually it's called like a retreat boundary. Um, on the physical plane for the retreat, that was very strict. Like I was um, requested a couple of times um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That will happen uh, just to let someone in for like a, one event or, you know, like, could I just come to the contact or could I just, you know, go to you, go to Glass Mountain, or for example, uh, not that those were the specific requests, but um, and sometimes I have in the beginning uh, let people come in like that. But uh, there was a very strong message on that level, on the retreat, physical retreat level, to keep it very strict in terms of, um, you know, people who are part of the in-person retreat were really there for a very specific reason, and it would affect the downloads coming in. But on the astral level, it was completely open. So we had the in, the, also the online version. So I think that contributed to the strength in the energy. And I think that was because 
uh, we were coming out of the pandemic and a lot of people didn't have that access to travel um, and that really needed that uh, experience to connect in. So I think the my perception is there's the higher beings who connect in to our like platform created by the group. And therefore there was a lot stronger an energy coming through. So that could be perceived subjectively as your experience of the retreat. But a lot of that is also the strength in the pillar. It's a bit like, it's a bit like a rock concert. Yeah, like the, the more energy comes in, uh, it also blasts things out. So um, like the stronger, the, the higher beings bring down in the pillar, things that really don't belong there, they can't match that frequency. So if I open it up publicly on the astral level, uh, it's not so much people um, who would be interested in coming in, but it's just like uh, everything on the astral level could come in. So, or more could come in if you don't keep that very intentionally strong um, astral boundary. So I think that was uh, one aspect in the strength. So I just start there. Maybe other people had perceptions on that. Um, I'm just going to talk for a little bit and then we'll, we'll completely open this up. Uh, and I'll kind of maybe step back and just uh, more listen. But um, so then the other point here was, um, so I was kind of reflecting on the fact that it was called initiating contact. And there's this thing, I use funny metaphors just because they're idiosyncratic, but when, because I like working out. But um, whenever you do a PR, many people here probably also like this, uh, working out or doing uh, athletics and stuff. Whenever you do a personal record, like uh, something like you're going for like a personal record in a squat, let's say whatever it might be, like 220 pounds or whatever, and then you, you lift 240 that, in that workout, you're supposed to just end the workout there like leave like even if you have like you know an hour more to work out because you always want to end if you do something like really high like that you want to end on a strong note so that it's like embedded in your nervous system and consciousness of this super success and i thought we could if that was the case i thought we could have left the second contact evening <laughs> because uh if people were there if this was initiating contact that was, uh, I was mentioning to people who, where contact might have been new, that that experience of the, um, like the five to eight uh, power-ups, particularly the context in which it happened, uh, that was a very clear sign of something in the physical domain uh, that was sourced spiritually, that was pretty much undeniable in terms of it not being kind of, let's say, human-generated, just in fact, that, you know, like what people experience in contact. That, that that event was quite important, I think, just to highlight those those power-ups. It kind of did happen again the next night. And then the, the last night, it was a little bit more internal, on, on just my perception of it, in terms of like a really strong external um, event. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that that was a very strong uh, piece of the uh, retreat there. And um, I felt like that was coming from the intergalactics specifically and that there were specific downloads that uh, we'll unpack over time. I don't know, some people also felt that or, or felt what kind of came from that. But one of the things I noticed is that, you know, I did hold a couple events uh, after the retreat. And I think the, the my channeling ability is much stronger. And when I, when I trace it back uh, to it's that event, 
that event right there, uh, the energies that came in. It could have been the entire retreat, as many people felt a lot of different strong transmissions. But if I were to have to trace it, it would have been uh, that event piece right there. Uh, let's see. So I did a couple of journeys here. Maybe I have two or three more points, and then we'll just um, see what people, other people think. Uh, some of these start to get a little deeper, but um, yeah. So, so I didn't share this in the beginning, but I did have a fairly significant dream right before the retreat. It was more so, so it wouldn't really affect people's experience of the retreat. But um, uh, as a facilitator, you're always um, like I'm always monitoring things on a lot of different levels, mostly through the pillar. And I think I might have mentioned in the pre-retreat, just to maybe in reference, that really you can just tune into the group pillar of the retreat and it'll kind of give you the guidance of what needs to happen. So um, I think there was a little apprehension on my part to hold the retreat during, I don't know if you want to call it the pandemic or coming out of the pandemic or if, the, if we believe we're in a pandemic. <laughs> But the thing is, though, whatever it might be, uh, I feel like the astral dimension of, let's say, the planet it still has a lot of waviness to it, whether people are apprehensive or and so forth. So it's not so much only the physical. Um, so a lot of people are starting to have in-person things. So I was like, OK, this could happen. But I did. I mentioned I didn't get the green light right away for a while to hold the retreat until somewhere maybe like around uh, June, what kind of what I finally did. But um, because maybe there is this astral waviness um, in general. And so I have to preempt a lot of things that could happen, you know, that you don't see manifest. Like it could end up manifesting as small obstacles, like trying to get to the retreat for, for, for the participants or some accident happening on the retreat. Those are all in the astral world before the retreat ever starts. So if the higher beings don't give the green light, that means they, they're not going to be able to get around that, like protect the the retreatants or the the retreat itself. So, so there was a little apprehension about that 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 there would be enough clearing going on so that we could hold it in a in a safe space, so to speak. And uh, but I did have a dream right beforehand that I was going up a mountain in those monster four by four trucks. <laughs> I don't know. Did anyone ever go to those um, monster four by four car shows? And right at the end, there's like all these logs, like a last obstacle. And then this monster truck like just jumps over it, like I'm inside it and like lands on the top of the mountain. So I kind of got the feeling, okay, well, uh, there's backing. And I felt that monster truck was actually a spiritual being, like like my, like my guides, particularly Mikael. Like they're like, we'll, we'll back, we're gonna back this, uh, at these last obstacles. So, so I felt, okay, you know, Whatever happens, like will will be will be cool. So now we're kind of post retreat. Like now I'm I'm sharing like now the apprehension and these dreams post retreat, so we can kind of reflect. So that was one thing. Then I did ask for a packed word for the retreat, which I don't think I got a chance an opening to share, and it was power. That was the packed word for the retreat, and and that may have been reflected in this. Uh, maybe people have their own sense of of the energy. The intensity of the energy and i i think that's why i brought up the idea of restriction because it's great to have a lot of power but like it's kind of like that big chainsaw like if you don't have the forearm strength to work a chainsaw i mean it's kind of more day it's probably better to start with an axe or i'm not sure why i'm using that metaphor 
but anyway, so that 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 was um, one of the things. And then the only other thing, yes, yes, this comes to some specifics, which is just interesting to share. We'll see where it goes. The so that the, that pillar, the Mount Shasta pillar, has never opened like that. Like I've never got a chance to perceive that. And I think I was given that perception because we did the, for people who did the Mount Shasta illusory body transmission, which was an open event that was like uh, the Friday before we started. That's when I got this vision of the Mount Shasta pillar. Like I've never had that vision. So I think the higher beings like basically downloaded that vision so that um, we could maybe, maybe that was kind of unique and opened up the power source, a way to connect into the power source or just a way to reference it. And so that was quite new. The only, so this is in contrast, cause I like, I think the beings or the way I learned most from this is through contrast. So when was it ever closed? There was only one time as a facilitator that I felt it start to close prematurely. And that was um, after the morning before we went to Glass Mountain. I felt like something had, like it was starting to like, I don't know, like I was like, oh, okay, this is starting to close. I'm not sure if something happened. And now that we're post all of that, maybe people can share what they thought. But I felt like it started to like, uh, like shut down. And I kind of like did a little negotiation with who I perceive the higher beings like, Please, let's just end this like with like you know with the full power <laughs> let's not let's not end this like because it can close and we can on the physical plane could have just and you know things could have just it was i think one and a half more days things could just end out um any and we may have been tired or just uh you know in a different state so we may have just uh, did the retreat that way so i did feel it kind of reopen in in terms of its intensity but some things did happen from Glass Mountain for myself, for the group, that I think may have been now post a reflection on that. So I just wanted to mention my perception of the only time that there was a sense that from the higher beings that they were going to like kind of close that down a bit was um, was right uh, like after the morning, like those two hours before we go out to the whatever that con uh, the site is for the afternoon right there. So I just wanted to earmark that. And then the, just this last piece, and then we'll see what people think. Uh, yeah, so so like why this, what to, why this strong energy this year and like what to do? And I was just only reflecting on this um, one thing, like when I graduated from my PhD, uh, the person who gave the talk at the graduation was actually on my, um, she was, she actually had been Dean of the graduate school she had been on my um, uh, advisory council for my PhD. And she, at the current time that she gave that talk was the first female president of MIT. Her name was Susan Hockfield. So she came back because she had been a Dean of Yale and gave the graduation speech. And see, she basically said like, so you got your PhD, but, and you're, we're celebrating now. But the thing is, is that you should feel a responsibility basically to give back that it's kind of like, that's a power. And so, and we were given like a lot of power in the retreat and the sense is, and it's a very more balanced sense because like the blissfulness, the power can go a lot of different directions. And I was just kind of maybe reminded that that's, there's like a responsibility going forward for all those gifts or powers that were given because I felt like, like um, if it was like, if we translate, translate it into metaphor of money, 
we could have been given a hundred thousand dollars and felt like this was like super strong but i felt like we were given a million dollars like like it was it was like 10x more than even a, a very strong energetic download retreat so the question is like going forward um i felt like that message came back it's sort of a very mikaelic message it's sort of like if you remember a past life where you were someone very important uh, the Mikaelic response, Archangel Mikael, like a balanced response is, it doesn't make you any better than anyone now. It actually should make you feel like, then I have a lot more responsibility to, to bring that through, uh, even a weight of responsibility. And the Luciferic, or you know, in that framework, would make you feel much more important than you are, uh, let's say, if you were important in the past. Or the aromatic would be, oh, then I would use this you know, for my self-interest. Anyways, that was kind of the, the final message that I got. All right. So if anyone wants, I know um, Carmen had her hand up. And if anyone wants to share any insight, you don't have to follow what I, I mentioned. But yeah, Carmen. So um, I was taking notes as you were talking, but so for me, it's, um, it's, the power of being able, like um, Karen was saying, of bring in spirit into matter. Mm. And for me, we were, we were doing that. We were bringing mm. in spirit cosmic into the red of the earth, mm. the matter of the earth. And what was interesting that I was sharing with a, a few of the participants is that for me, the red dragon became a theme, you know, like throughout. I was like, I keep seeing red. It was became a, a, a dragon. And a bunch of um, people know that I was obsessed with going to the matrix whenever I could escape. Oh, right. and, and he told me your core aspect is a dragon. And, and then it's like a validation, right? Like we still kind of like suspicious, I'm suspicious about Luciferian stuff, but um, dragon is power and dragon is like the power of the earth and it can be cosmic as well. But in this case, it was red and it was uh, very earthy. But what is interesting about the masculine and feminine energies, which is what you're gonna do next, the union, is that there was a union of different energies. Mm -hmm. And I think you noticed how a lot of us are a little bit chaotic with our power and you were able to kind of like bring it down. And I think we need more men to do this because there is a lot of, um, I mean, I feel it with a lot of the participants that there is a lot of power that our, you know, the earth, I think the earth and, and the Native American masters were asking us to bring forth and they're supporting us with this. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and it's interesting because now I'm going to Glastonbury okay. um, and I was, and I don't know much about Glastonbury, but what I was seeing was Arthur was a solar hero mm -hmm. like that killed the serpent and the dragon. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of dragon energy underneath Glastonbury Tor. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking, wow, it's, I'm representing the feminine kind of coming back mm -hmm. and balancing with this energy. And there's a new rebirth of earth 
coming out that we're all experiencing all over the planet. So there is a strong sense of responsibility of what we, I mean, I think we started a long time ago, Jean, but it was um, manifested in Shasta, which is root. So all these multidimensional energetic things are kind of like weaving in so beautifully that it's a little bit like, oh my God, what's really happening? Because it's, it's like a, a novel. You, it can't be more perfect than that. It's, it's like a novel. So, and it's, you know, people that don't know us and don't know that we're working on this are seeing it. So I wanted to mention that. And also, you know, I had gone to Spider Rock a few months be before to do similar work on my own. So doing it as a group is so much more powerful. And um, so I really appreciate this. You, I've been emailing you so many times. When are we going to do something in person? So I really appreciate that that actually happened. And the other thing um, about Glass Mountain that I was kind of like sensing is the trickster energy. Mm -hmm. And I saw, and I told Julie, I saw this young Native American man that was sitting in front that was laughing at people and he had a black lion next to him and he was shape-shifting into different things. So this is trickster energy. Mm -hmm. And what came to mind is what Black Elk said at the beginning, the un unity is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Being able to come together, working together, respecting each other, and being aware when we're coming off center mm. and maintain the unity. So, and we can talk about it, but experiencing it and coming back into unity is something that we have to I don't know, uh, learn how to, how to navigate. Mm -hmm. So, so I just wanted to mention that um, because you, you mentioned that the day after the morning after something was, so, so we just learned from these lessons. Um, yeah. So that's, that's it for, but also the contact piece for me became a huge contact with the, the medicine people of the earth mm -hmm. you know it's interesting how i was going into et contact but then mm -hmm. huge kind of like gift to us and treasure was us being welcomed into this incredible dimension of medicine um, people and we're on earth for a reason at this time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was another thing that kept coming back oh wow that's great thanks thanks for sharing all that yeah, I wrote a couple of things. Yeah, maybe uh, Karen. Yeah, thanks, Karen. You know, the sense that I had after Glass Mountain with some other, you know, energies that were coming through the group and such um, throughout the end of our gathering together, to me may have had something to do with that pause. It mm. really felt to me like, you know, Maybe there was a gathering and a, hmm, are these folks really up to what we're calling them to do? Mm. Um, and so there was a pause in the flow. And then they, you know, because I think that we were whew, more held to task in our integrity and to be impeccable. Mm -hmm. And how will we walk with what was planted? 
Mm-hmm. And that I think the true gift and um, enlightenment of humanity is if we can, you know, weave our way through being more mindful and, you know, in our actions and um, our trespasses or not, mm-hmm. and, and be able to navigate our way back to that pillar, um, that was what Glass Mountain and to me, what unfolded afterwards was perhaps a key ingredient because um, for myself, when, I mean, I was so called to return everything to, to the ski bowl mm. that anyone was willing to give to me to return to the ski bowl. I mean, that had come to me on my way to the morning meditation um, was anchor all of that in my heart. And then all of the stones are just part of the cycle because that's where they came from was that cycle mm. and to just let everyone know it was so I was almost not in my own mind mm. to take all of the pieces from each site um, and the obsidian played a paramount role in that because they were the foundations in what I put what was felt like above the crown, you know, following the flow of the transmissions and the meditations we did. I started Mm. below the root, made Mm. stops at each location up the face of the mountain, up what felt like the pillar, Mm -hmm. passed through the heart, through the throat, stopped at the head, went to what it felt like the crown, put a grid of both offering pieces and grid pieces as well as obsidian at that level, then went back down to where Cassiana was sitting and planted the rest of the items with the other obsidian as a foundation plate for them. And I think that's what really allowed it to be connected to the grids was that that played a role in the full circle. I don't know if that makes any sense or resonates with anyone else. Um, But after the fact, that's what came to me because it wasn't complete until after the obsidian was placed with those Mm -hmm. from glass mountain which was to me maybe the test Mm -hmm. you know if they were just to be taken home as tokens versus held in reverence with connecting the mountains wherever they are on the globe above or below um does that anyway so that seemed to have flowed with how it felt to me um, and literally what occurred when, when I did that on behalf of what was coming through. Right. Yeah. Th- thanks for sharing that, that post, uh, ritual experience because you're very involved in, um, kind of conducting or facilitating the ceremonies. Well, I was the body. <laughs> I, was, oh, yeah. I was the body in the shoes, little old lady running up and down the hill. <laughs> mm-hmm. So thank you. I'm honored have played that part great thanks and uh maybe we'll go to andre just listening to karen thank you karen um it just struck me do you think we were all called to create a grid you're ta- you're asking karen or everyone I'm asking the whole group i'm asking the okay whole group. It just, it just went through me like thunder. 
that we were called together, but because mm -hmm. every time we did a ceremony, we were linking, we, we linked our minds, we linked our hearts, we were told what we, what to, what was the strongest thing to do per ceremony. Um, everybody just seemed to know what their job was. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been in a situation where it was foretold there was a star and there were five points and that was I was to be the leader of this and sometimes through sessions. Some information can come through, and you have to kind of create a cone of silence to talk about it because there was a grid that was supposed to come into Mount Shasta and it failed. Mm. And all those, and it was done on the astral plane through sleep, and mm -hmm. all those people had mental illness because the dark had gotten word of it. Mm. We were asked to do another mountain in um, Arkansas, and um, if I hear ego anywhere, I just stop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, I just, and under the cone of silence, I just said, there was one point I said, this is bullshit. This is mm -hmm. But it was, it, it was part of the foretelling. And I'm like, why am I at the top? Why, I, <laughs> why do I have to leave this thing? And, um, and I asked, what was, what's the worst thing that could happen? Is mm -hmm. this all, all the, like there were five points plus two. And um, if we didn't communicate clearly on the astral plane that night in sleep and something got tipped, we would mm. put all the mental illness. Mm. And so the people who had children said, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, what will I sacrifice for this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I, I heard ego coming in and I, and I said, it's bullshit. And what we found out later was it was a trick. Mm. But or is it or is it a test? I mean, mm. are we being tricked or tested? But when Karen said that, because her, I just love watching her shift day to day to day. All of you, just everybody, just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, mm. That it just hit me that perhaps we weren't conscious of it right now. Mm -hmm. But when the codes start to open, we'll look back and go, "We knew we saw you all before. <laughs> we know we know each other." Before, but now we know that we know that we know. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just like, I mean, I can feel it already, but if I'm feeling like this, I can't imagine how I'm going to feel when we, we know that we know. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say congratulations, everybody showed up. And then, I mean, but I, I, and I want to share something about what happened on the mountain the last night. Oh, yeah. So I had driven in with Chris and I had driven in with Jan. So we were kind of, sitting together and um there was one star planet or something that i was focused on and i gotta tell you i got like 15 rooms and i'm calling out the numbers and no one can hear me i say to jan can you hear me yeah i can hear you chris can you hear me yeah i can hear you why can't anyone hear me but but jan said well you're invisible right now and i go Oh, but you're in the little, you're in the, you're in my tower with me. And Chris said the same thing. Like, I was counting out 15 and I'm screaming and no one else can hear me. Yeah. So the next day in the meditation and the download, I was sitting there going. <laughs> and then I went so deep and I remember coming back in and I went, oh, like if you wake up in a dream, that kind of thing. Mm. And uh, the llama turned to me, she said, you were so deep. I said, they took me right through the roof. 
up onto a ship. <laughs> and they did it like right here, you know? So I'm waiting to see what they did. But that but I don't know, did they put a so they kept saying you were you were invisible, like I don't know why that would be singled out. Maybe it was my people or everybody else's people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyone have any hit on that? <laughs> oh wow. That's interesting. <laughs> <It's crap. laughs> Does anyone have any hit on why it was I, no one could hear me except for the people I drove in with? Uh-huh. Uh huh. No? <laughs> okay. Let me see. Oh, yeah, go ahead. It was interesting because I could hear her, but nobody else could hear her. <laughs> yeah. hey. There's another one. There's another one, and nobody was paying attention on me, right? <laughs> oh, no. Amy was processing, not, not, yeah, uh, Anna was processing something really important. So I uh-huh. thought, she, I thought Jean was paying attention to her because that's what you do. Like if somebody's processing something, your attention's going to go right there because that's uh-huh. who you are. But, um, this anyway. was a contact evening. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes, when it was foggy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, and I've got to say, and, and, and you and Jan and, Chris could actually see the swells and they were big. They were 15. Wow. Yes. I don't know. Maybe we were on another dimension. I don't know, but it was wild. Just thought I'd share that. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I'll just share that. um, That is a a contact um, uh, template. Like uh, certain people in in the circle will experience a certain contact and only they will experience it in the circle. And then everyone else you know, is having a different experience. So yeah, so that that kind of, that's why I was uh, just confirming when it was. So that is something that can happen, yeah. Because I could witness what I was in and I could witness what everyone else was in at the same time, which made mm-hmm. it, kind of made it, um, gave it the contrast for the clarity. Right. But I knew, I knew the next day something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for letting me share. Oh, that's great. Thanks for sharing all that. And uh, maybe we'll uh, come to Carmen. Yeah, I just wanted to say two things. The, um, what um, Andre was just saying, I do feel that we were in different dimensions. Yes, that's what I do feel. So I feel that, um, I mean, definitely Karen, me, Heidi, Donna, were in a very weird wave. Maybe it was Karen's beings taking us, but um, I never spoke so fast in my life. But it, I do feel that we were gathering stuff and coming together, gathering and then coming together, like feeding the pot. And, um, and I think that is beautiful to own who you are, own what your work is, and share it and express it. And, um, and it's also important to do that also. My second point was what stops me is the Luciferian stuff because mm-hmm. I, I see a lot. I am, I'm very active and it's like, okay, this is too weird. So I shut down. But working as a group is very helpful for me because then we can, uh, like Chris and I were getting very similar information and it really can strengthen and we can really be more in our power of doing the work for service 
And mm. we are human. So sometimes I'm very, very, um, I'm very real when I say this, that sometimes it can get to our head. Sometimes it can get to our ego and we need each other to help us and to come back to what matters, which is being of service, remembering that and coming back to the heart. Mm. And the best way to do that is to have authentic communication. Mm -hmm. And I need help with that. And I'm very straightforward. And, and it's just lovely the people that I was surrounded with, we could do that in a higher level. Mm -hmm. We could really have difficult conversations, making quick decisions in a way that became respectful and honoring each other. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to mention that to me, that was a really beautiful and the unity that they're teaching us how to be together and how to do this in a, in a way with so many beings, not just, you know, us or Jean's uh, Shastina group, but um, it's all these beings that we're becoming a part of that are doing this work together for mm -hmm. the birth of um, Mother Earth right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the Sangha, the, yeah, the, the reflection of for other people to help us together. Uh, yeah, it's also like uh, you can't climb like uh, Mount Everest alone, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll go to uh, Dale and then um, go to yeah. Hi. Hey. Hi. I'm um, actually calling from the car but um, good to see everybody. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So um, I just had a question about, uh, you know, on the first night um, where we kind of experienced all that heat um, mm -hmm. in the side yard, I actually did, I had like an um, over nine minute video with my infrared um, attachment that I keep meaning to kind of post, but, um, and just, trying to get a set, I mean, because that felt like, like a real physical thing. It wasn't, you know, it was definitely a physical thing. Um, and like the, when we'd feel the heat on our heads, like the land, you could see on the infrared, the land would turn red. Like, you know, um, so, and some mentioned it might've been tel teleos or telos. Um, I was just wondering about what your impression of that was, Gene, or anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, I that during during that evening um, where you're uh, videoing, and then the group that was around you, who is kind of also observing it, was observing behind us, like behind the house, and um, that's a very unique energy. Like other people uh, in other years have always felt that was a unique energy, and only a, a part of the group will actually go in the back, like even go in that back. Uh, there's a driveway at night. And kind of, they feel like they are spiritual beings, but they're of a kind of a different vibration, um, and um, not necessarily bad vibration, but just different. So, um, so I think you were maybe connecting in with, with that phenomena. Okay, mm -hmm. but you're not. But no, no one's really kind of you know identified it or. Uh, no, probably more. Because um, you know, it was such a physical. I mean, I, I've never, you know, I've, I've seen stuff or I, you know, I sometimes see stuff, you know, I get visitations in my bedroom and I can, 
but I've never felt, I mean, it was like literally hot air blasting on us. It was crazy. So it felt very, you know, in this 3D, right? So that was yeah. just seemed, yeah, I love it. I mean, so I, I mean, how, I, I don't know, like how can they manifest? I guess they have to be kind of close to our dimension to be able to manifest that um, sensation for us, right? Or I don't know. Yes, like they can, uh, the spiritual beings from the astral can start to manifest into the physical through the warmth ether. Uh, this uh, that was kind of that, um, like the pre-talk that, which is nice that you're linking to that. Uh, I didn't get a chance to unpack that during the um, retreat, but that would that would show up on the infrared. So that okay. would be the first uh, the first condensation you could call it in from the astral into the physical, is the warmth ether that you pick up on infrared, but the 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 quality of the spiritual beings when I tune in is more the land spirits. And maybe that's why during contact, like I haven't been geared into that because I'm always going more for the, the cosmic connection uh, in that particular event, but they're there and they, they're definitely there in the back of the house there. That's my sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the, right. And it's on the camera. I, I, uh, and, uh, I'll, and also to physically feel it. And I, there was a bunch of us too. I, I know that we're feeling it. Um, that, uh, yeah, like, like blow dry. I felt my hair was being blow dry. <laughs> Maybe not that form, but anyway, yeah, it was great. I mean, it, 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 um, you know, when you get those kind of physical things, you know, it might not be the intergalactic, but it's definitely unseen. Yeah. So anyway, okay. And I'll, I'll try to get that posted soon to the, to the, um, the page. So you, okay. I, it's just like me going, Oh my God, Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. I, was trying to, I was trying to maybe edit out some of my comments, but anyway, maybe I, I won't, I'll just put it up raw because <laughs> it was just so, and I kept yelling to you, gee, 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 like, it was kind of funny, but anyway, all right, well, thank, I was just so excited, but anyway, okay, thanks, good to see everybody, thank you. Thanks. We'll go to Karen, then uh, Julia, then Marianne. June, uh, Cassiana is placing the other crystal on the mountain near the others, and I'll send a photo um, oh, you mean, of where that placement is right now. Oh. It is um near the spiral from our first gathering there mm. um i came across she was sitting on it meditating this large red molten rock that had a little almost looks like a cave at the foot of it so it looks massive in the photo to me it represents the big mountain She's showing it karen just while you talk oksana is showing it in her Oh, is she? Oh, I can't yeah. see her. Let me see. I mean, yeah, spotlight it for everybody. Oh, lovely. So if we could, uh, if I can just offer a word. Mm -hmm. um, so we all just can take a moment and drop or step into the pillar, all of the pillars, recalling that they connect to the grid of the planet of all peoples and up into the heavens and beyond. We give thanks for this journey, what we've been called to offer, how we've been nudged to step up and in to our higher selves in this growth and evolution for all. 
We honor this journey and the lessons we've received. Being mindful of how they unfold in our lives and beyond. With the placement of this crystal, we feel this peace has now been fully honored Council gives thanks and gratitude they're proud of each one of us be proud of yourself for how you've shown up being mindful of the shadows and finding your way in each step to your truth and how that offers to the greater good of all mm. oh ho Oh, beautiful. Thank you. So, so, so this is the crystal from the um, Pluto's cave? From Pluto's cave, correct. Okay, okay. that's, I, I couldn't tell the, the relatives. Yeah. No, Yolanda went and re retrieved that okay. at the same time that Akashiana and I were up on the uh, the bowl placing the other crystals so yeah. it was a very synchronistic time uh -huh. um that everything seemed to unfold so kudos to yolana for going in and getting that and um i feel like something energy wise has shifted as that is now planted with the others mm -hmm. um and it's more in the cave position which is really interesting yeah yeah the mini cave up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, I'm going to go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we'll keep that spotlighted for a bit. And um, as Oksana's, um, yeah, that's great just to be able to see that live. And uh, maybe we'll go to Julia. Thank, thanks, Karen, for that, for guiding us through that. Hey, Julia? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. All right, I'll lower my hand. Okay. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of interesting things. I've, I've been on the retreat before. This one was uh, 10 times more intense. Um, I would say that there's, <laughs> um, we also, you know, there were people on the trip that weren't really fully dialed in till the act of disobedience, which I wanted to bring you know, I wanted to remind everybody when we drove up to Modoc and there were signs that you said you weren't supposed to drive in the forest anymore and this and that. And, um, you know, I have a place in the Tahunga forest and that was, I, they, they just lifted that on the 17th. So I'm like, ah, eh, well, after the first sign, I was like, well, maybe they didn't get around to removing this sign. After the second sign, I'm like, no, nah, that's supposed to be here. And then the third one, we're like, we're like, yeah, this is on, we're doing it. We're breaking laws now. <laughs> but um, there was a, there was a quote by Robert Anton Wilson, and I'm just going to summarize it, but I'll put it in the chat, the full, the full length of the quote, but it just, it, it titrates down to saying that disobedience is actually man's original virtue. So in order to create anything new or to imagine a new way of doing things, you, you literally have to break laws or, um, you have to break 
ideas that a lot of people have, like very dense ideas about the way things are. Otherwise, a new future can never be imagined. New scientists, sciences can't come forward. Um, new inventions can't come forward. And a lot of it has to do with um, somebody somewhere has to, has to basically be willing to break some laws. And so it's very interesting on this particular retreat how um, a lot of that came forward. Um, and then moving, you know, when everybody left the glass mountain, uh, the little glass mountain, um, Marion and I were there. And I, I had a dream the night before where the little obsidians were kind of reaching up like with little baby faces and they're like up, up. And I'm like, I don't really have a maternal instinct. So I'm just kind of like, really? <laughs> I'm like picking this up, like what am I supposed to do with you? And then they point towards the mama gnome, you know, the large one, I'm like, all right, I'll move you over here. So I was moving as many as I could that seemed like they were not where they wanted to be. Um, some were crying and they were really far away and the other ones were trying to send energy towards it. And so I kind of brought them closer and then it was starting to get dark and we were about to leave. And then these two other ones were like, up. Oh. I'm like, okay, sure. And then they pointed to Mount Shasta. Hmm. And then basically when we were there, that's, I found the two that wanted to go to Shasta. And so those two had come with us and uh, those got passed on to Karen. Um, so, and again, it's not, it wasn't a normal thing for me to have the Japanese shovel knife in the car. Um, I just happened to have that <laughs> so after exchanging some plants with some uh, local plant ladies and it just, ended up in the Humvee. So that's where it just ended up there. So I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, another weird coincidence was um, I didn't know what car Marion got because she just got a new car. Um, but I had brought the Humvee just in case for the off-roading portion of the, uh, the contact evenings. And I wasn't sure if her new vehicle would be able to do that. Well, when we got there, I had a lot I had a lot of car trouble, even leading, leading up to the retreat. Um, and then at the retreat, uh, something got delaminated under the car. So it wasn't terribly safe to drive. So we ended up using Marion's car more. And I was saying to Marion, I was kind of laughing. I'm like, well, you're in the driver's seat now. Like, <laughs> there's no choice. You're in the driver's seat on this trip. Like, cause I could fix the, the truck but I wouldn't really want it rattling on those. Um, so it looks impressive and powerful but it's actually still very fragile and weak. So, I mean, maybe the message really is that things can look powerful, but they can be extremely fragile. Mm. And then things that seem, um, things that seem innocuous, you know, not so powerful are very powerful. And just a simple act of just a little bit of civil disobedience can actually um, trigger a deluge. Mm. Um, so I think I'll leave it at that. I think that that sounds like a good place to stop. <laughs> That's great. No, thanks, Cheryl. And I got a new drone. I got a new drone. Here we go. Here's oh, nice. It's oh, great. That's right there. Very small, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's stealth. Stealth zone. I got a stealth drone that's lighter yeah. than um, the FAA requirement for a permit this time, so I don't have to worry about all that. But, um, but I still have to repair the other bird. So uh, that's as it is. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> thanks, Cheryl. Thanks, sure, yeah. Obedience. <laughs> <laughs> and uh did you have your hand up man yeah. Oh, um, yeah julia i love your insight and i love that quote <laughs> i am just going back to something earlier that dale had said regarding like the heat on that first night um 
the power up that showed up like right after that temperature shift, it felt like it was just, you know, 10 or 20 feet away. But mm -hmm. I don't know if that was just me um, or if anyone else had that experience of the power up being so close. So and it seemed to tie in with what Dale was experiencing. Oh, that's great. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And um, Elena? Um, I'm at the airport, San Francisco, so there might be the ground noise, but I, I hope you could hear me. Yeah. I wanted to share my experience to getting the crystal out of the Pluto cave because um, as far as I anticipated, there was a lot of spirits that tried to prevent me of doing it. And when we parked the car by the Pluto cave, I was like, I have this rental Toyota Corolla. And the car, the middle of the car hit a huge rock. And I'm like, okay. But I feel that the, our team collective has this so powerful that like Scott was able to somehow, and he like was off the whole trip, somehow was able to pull the car off the rock without any kind of trouble. And then, with the guidance that I received and synchronicity I already shared. So the whole trip, the synchronicities was amazing. And I happened to record when Julia was uh, digging the hole and when Karen was putting the crystal, I don't know why I decided to film it, but if not for this record, I would not be able to find because the location of the, I thought I had it, but it's like a big proximity to dig. And I, by, by looking at the video, the stones, and I was able to dig it and everything went like very smooth. And mm. now looking at the Oksana video of the rock and I felt it and I just, and I was guided to left my obsidian that I collect over there in the Florida cave and they were happy to be there. And now looking at Oksana video, I'm in the airport on the phone so I couldn't see everybody's video, but I see at the place, where the stone is now there is so many spirits and i see zoomies on the on the video it's just we're in a such a great company i could feel it i'm just like <laughs> i don't feel like i'm an airport i'm somewhere like isolated different place so and and i just want to share like it was like such a beautiful experience to meet each one of you guys and meet eugene personally so yeah thank you so much yeah, thanks and thanks for thanks for getting the crystal. <laughs> yeah, it was my like like I was so well protected and so well guided. It just it just unbelievable, you know. So yeah, thanks. Thanks. And uh, Carmen. Speaking of airports, I had uh, three flights, and in the second one. They were already boarding 20 minutes when I arrived and it was a construction in the airplane in the airport. So I wasn't able to get it. And there was a Porsche waiting outside of the airplane. I was like, can you give me a ride to my gate? <laughs> the Porsche drove me through yeah. the airport to, to my gate. So it's like, I really feel that we have to be careful with the manifestations, with our thoughts, our words, because it was insane how I, I got this gift um, and I was able to catch my flight. But the other thing that I was going to ask Eugene, um, 
how can we move this thread forward? Mm -hmm. um, and how can we do it? Because I do feel that it's really nice to do it with you too, Jean. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I can go to New Zealand. I'm definitely going to try to go to Tibet. But what are you thinking? I feel like this work is very, very um, powerful and beneficial for the earth. Mm -hmm. So um, have you been thinking about how to move forward? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe there'll be some, uh, you know, more accessible events, you know, just uh, based on interest or, um, you know, that uh, in-person events that, that um, but um, also uh, energetically, maybe also um, online. But it seems like uh, that was the other thing I felt that maybe we had also been meeting online prior to coming together in person. I think that also made it very cohesive. You know, in some ways, uh, at least some people had already been at least um, working together in the pillar or even had their own groups together. And then when we met, they're kind of like representatives of those groups uh, were in person. So that made it very strong. So I think, um, yeah, we'll continue with that. And I'll think also what, what you just said, uh, things that are also more accessible and not, not such a big, like, let's say, trip out somewhere or a trip that people would be interested in that could um, continue that would make sense for maybe the higher beat, like the, the upper pillar as like, what's the next step as a group to, to do together? I think it's a great idea, yeah. Great. Yeah, anyone else had anything they'd like to share? We can uh, start wrapping. Oh, Oksana, maybe Oksana. Do you want to share something, Oksana? You look good. It looks cold up there. <laughs> you look very nice. <laughs> it was snowing all night. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I want to share that it's such a joy. Of people who really here to bring change. And I personally, like the biggest highlight for me, I, like that was a full transformation, full on transformation. Like I, I still processing it, but I know that I would, it would be marked in my personal spiritual journey as a turning point and like turning to another timeline in terms of my personal development, my personal work. But the biggest highlight for me was to get all together and dance. <laughs> that was, I was so grateful and so happy to meet everyone in person and share this time and space with uh, all of you. It was such a warm and loving and caring and heart-opening experience wonderful people. And thank you so much, Jeans. You keep attracting these star beings from all around the galaxy, being in this human form and working uh, uh, on this human plane and being highly connected to spiritual plane. So um, I'm really, really grateful for that. And that's a honor for me uh, to be here today and, and do this last step of closing of our time together. Wow. Thank you. Thanks, thanks. And thanks for coordinating it. 
the yeah and tearing the crystal right at the same time as the meeting yeah it came to me yeah because like it's a couple event coming together including the deal announced call and i'm like oh it's great because it starts snowing and yeah, it just it just right right time it felt like really good time for today yeah Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Can we talk a little bit, uh, Jean, about the praying mantis? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I did say um, maybe after we do that discussion, I did say I would do a, a like a ten minute um, integration energy, so you so people could use that. So I um, I just got to download to remind myself to do that. So uh, it'll either be on the recording if, if people have to go or not. That may. So uh, I got to hit that. If you want to make any strong decisions, you you can because <laughs> because I forgot the energies can integrate you faster than if you just left it alone. But anyways, yeah. Did you want to say something about the praying mantis? Well, I'm curious. Uh, I think Marianne was the first one that noticed them, and and I saw it. I think it was the second when we worked in the mm -hmm. in the head center. I saw them doing something and then I asked Jean when we did the reconnection to check in to see if, if that was real and and he did so my question is is yeah like I'm wondering if this type of contact is always happening wherever we are or if it's more open because of um what we were doing as a group and being in shasta mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i think i think the reason i thought that that second evening was significant is i think we've all been doing contact but it's um it's less physical like there's less um, and maybe we're not requiring that either um physical based evidence you know we're doing a lot of things in the inner world and have come in our, in our own ways to see what's real and what's not um and then there's like the like a strong confirmation like that that may or may not really ever happen like a physical kind of sighting like that but um uh so i do think you can uh definitely we were prior to even uh prior to the retreat people were making contact you know with spiritual beings and then um here maybe there was just an intensity that kind of like a, almost like a a big conference in the spiritual world and physical world uh, so, like, what what would the spiritual world look like as a reflection of our meeting? Because usually the physical world is a reflection of what's happening in the spiritual world. So, I don't know if anyone else had any thoughts on the the praying mantis or. I was gonna say something. I was trying to put my hand up, but I was. Oh yeah, near hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you can just go ahead. Unmuted <laughs> myself. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I had a connection with the praying mantis before, so still, still do. Um, mm -hmm. just think of them as a very um, gentle creature, very special. Um, and then I know Kamra and I were also connected through the dragon. We also both had a real, you know, feel with the dragon of the mountain and, and everything. So we both had that together, which was, it was great throughout the whole week. Everybody was affirming each other. And, it, you know, because a lot of people were getting similar things. And that was, I thought, made it really powerful when everybody could kind of um, 
give that kind of feedback. Mm -hmm. So that was really good. Um, and then I, 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 I wrote, I, I just felt compelled to really write it all down, my experience, and I posted that on Facebook. So I'm kind of working on that and maybe make it a magazine article or something. I just thought it was, I don't know, I just had to write it down before I, I don't know. I still kind of putting it together a little bit. I'd love, if you don't mind, I'll put everybody's, you know, feedback in there or some experiences that they had and kind of add to it. And um just thought it was amazing. It's amazing. You know, I think, I think when you, I, I was thinking today, I think when you're needed, you're called. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we, we meditate or I, I meditate and it doesn't seem like much is happening, but it mm -hmm. maybe much isn't really needed. And so it's when you're needed, you'll be called. Mm -hmm. I was kind of getting that sense too today. So, um, but the energy was definitely very powerful and it was, you know, great, great to be there. It was physically, it was challenging at times. Um, <laughs> yeah, the cave was, you know, I felt dangerous and that cliff to the river walk, I almost, almost fell and killed myself. Oh. You know, there was, there was a few things and, and even like going to the glass mountain, um, I was wondering if I was ever going to get out alive. I really didn't have but that much gas. And so I'm like, oh, I guess just getting gas would have been a good idea. Even though we had like a little, little less than a half tank, I guess we were, our car was quite a gas guzzler. So um, there was like, there was a few safety issues here and there. And <laughs> but, um, you know, so, uh, so there was all of that too, besides the, physically just a lot of different challenges but uh it was great great thanks thanks and that was a great article thanks for posting that oh thanks yeah no if anyone else wants to post anything or just whatever you're saying you know i'll, I'll add it in um and then just to my local my local like holistic health you know what i forget what they're called um you know those holistic health magazines that would be great but Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. We'll go to Andre, then Julia, and then, and then maybe we'll do the, the short transmission. I wanted to um, talk to, well, answer Carmen's question about the Manti. Oh, um, yeah. I know in, in my work, the quantum healing work, that there are often higher dimensional beings that um, arrive in the room to witness. And uh, the Manti, a lot, they they're almost um, acknowledging when something really special is happening. And they want to um, witness. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they're very gentle, healing beings. Just just when they show up, it's just such a privilege to have them there. But I say to them, they can sit anywhere but not inside me, using my eyes as a front row seat. Mm. That just with my blood sugar and my blood pressure. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 12, 12 dimensional beings always welcome because they, they say they take it to their dimension and teach the Dolores Cannon work to the future. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to share that with Carmen because she was asking. Yeah, thanks. That's great, great information. But they usually show up when there are a lot of star seeds gathered. Uh huh, uh huh. Nothing 
about you being the same people or from the same, you know, same kind of experience. Right, same vibration. Uh -huh. I just, I want to mention for the people sure. listening that we're not in the house, that we, in the different rooms that we were in, we uh -huh. all felt it at that that night. I heard the the clicking that Andre does so well. Um, so my neighbor, my partner, not my partner, my bed partner, that is not my real partner, Dale, and I woke up, we were hearing it, and then other people in the house did too. So it was like moving around. I don't know if it was a consciousness, yeah, or physically moving, but I just wanted to paint the picture. Mm. Good good. Feeling you. Oh, nice. Thanks. Thanks. And uh, we'll go to Julia. So um, during that, I guess on the 8th, my aunt, oh, it's not showing it on there. Can you see it? <laughs> now you can see it, sort of. Uh, yeah, my, my Japanese aunt sent me a picture on my mother's birthday. My mother passed away years ago. And she said that she saw um, Kamakaki, which is the, the praying mantises, uh, on her window. And she actually sent me a whole bunch of pictures of, sorry, the green screen's just not picking it up. I'll, I'll have to send it later. But mm -hmm. she literally sent me a whole bunch of pictures of praying mantises on the 8th. So that it seems very weird, like with all the coincidences with everything else going on. And also on the second, no, I think it was the third night, the um, where there was, there was a cloud cover that was obviously some kind of a spaceship. Um, I went back to the uh, the lodge earlier and I kept on seeing bright lights coming through the ceiling mm. and they were pulsing through the ceiling. And um, I was telling Mary and I thought she was messing with the lights, <laughs> but that she's like, no, I mean, you're, you're nuts. I mean, <laughs> the lights are off. And I'm like, oh shoot. So, I mean, that was definitely, um, it, yeah, then vivid dreams commence from there. So uh, that, that was an intense evening, even with the cloud cover that was not expected. And of course, driving into LA on that, that same night, it was raining. So it was oh. really wild. Yeah, and it doesn't really rain here that often. So yeah, there's definitely some mantis stuff going on. And uh, last time I saw mantises were around the time where there was another kind of CE5 event and other participants saw more mantids around their house or garden. Mm -hmm. So they just kind of peek in and they just help you. What they're trying to, like for me anyway, it feels like they're helping you anchor whatever energies and downloads that you're getting. Um, and that's always been, for me, if I see mantids coming up um, after a CE5 event, it seems to me that they're trying to help you anchor whatever downloads that you're getting or they are trying to um, somewhat participate in your, in your process. So that, that's what I, that's what I think. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Well, I think what we'll do now is do the short transmission and then uh, maybe we'll wrap things up. Um, this just to help to have some frequencies to integrate and, um, there also probably be people who want to uh, listen to this through the recording who either were part of the group or also just um, have been connecting in um, and part sort of by distance. Yep. Uh, yeah, so if you want to just, you can just relax and receive. And also if you have your own ways of uh, integrating energetically and there's a little space to do that.
And yeah, I wasn't joking. Um, like uh, I did get the sense that um, with this kind of more energetic way of integrating, uh, linear time collapses. So uh, things, if you wanted to move forward in terms of making any decisions and so forth, that would be kind of almost like collapsing those two or three weeks. So this more Arcturian-based energies. So we're starting the short 10-minute integration frequencies to help integrate all the transmissions, energetic information, either from this particular Mount Shasta 2021 retreat, or you can always come back to this short segment whenever you need rapid integration of any downloads in whatever manner. We're starting the Arcturian integration frequencies. You just relax and receive, or if you have your own way of working energetically to integrate your system, this will bolster or complement that process. So what might have taken days or weeks or even months or years to integrate is now coming online in a very balanced and graceful manner. Continue to deepen the Arcturian integration frequencies.
in particular now we're focusing on physical integration, physical body integration. We feel harmonized on the physical plane. And back in our bodies. Now there is a particular emphasis to integrate on the etheric and emotional mental plane. And finally, a focus on the integration on the causal, spiritual, and divine planes.
that completes the short but intense Arcturian integration frequencies. You can gently come back to your physical body now, moving your fingers and your toes, coming completely back to your physical body now. When you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes, fingers. Yeah, kind of. I have to ask, mm -hmm. how has this retreat changed your subtle bodies? <laughs> Mine, personally? <laughs> because I felt that, I felt, um, I was a little bit distracted yesterday, but today I felt your channeling really powerful. Yeah, yeah I did notice that, um, what what's what's able to come through you know I'm, I'm probably more out of the way that's why i can come in stronger you know like because the the inner <laughs> the intergalactics arturians the higher beings they could bring it through and uh yes maybe i'm more out of the way so how, <laughs> how do you get how do you do that uh, yeah i think yeah that uh i kind of was tracking it to that evening but of course we had so many you know, nice downloads, nice downloads. But um, maybe they made those subtle bodies a little more poor. I don't know if porous is the right word, but um, yeah, the ego consciousness might be also dissolved uh, more, mm -hmm. which makes the subtle bodies a little more, I guess translucent is the word maybe I was thinking is. Uh-huh. Because I just have to say that I was so touched by your openness the last day. Oh. It felt so beautiful and so powerful that, um, and it was very hard. It was like the new heart. Mm. Yeah. And there was a lot of power in that. So I was, I was thinking it was, I, it, I don't know if it was related to that. Mm -hmm. Like a surrender. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the right words, but. Yeah, it was very powerful. Oh, thanks. Yes. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that reflection. And uh, Andre? I wanted to say that, um, that the early dinner before the retreat actually started, you know, so much feminine energy around you. You were like the only male that, that had to affect you, you know, <laughs> the divine feminine. Like, you know, right. Right. You had, had to, like the estrogen poisoning. I don't know. <laughs> I like that pack thought. <laughs> the Thai dinner, the Thai dinner. Are you talking about the Thai dinner? Oh, no. Or the, or the uh, oh, right, right. The, uh, oh, I know what she's talking about. When we were yes. talking, with talking the about the hot alien. Oh, right, right. The Chipotle dinner. Yeah. At the house. Okay. Yes, yes. I just was noticing it because you were the only male. So much feminine energy. And <laughs> we, were, we were like, um, like what, what was that act? It was like girls on trampolines gone wild. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, we, right. Were just, we were just uh, like out of control. And, just, and then you just jumped right in. It was fabulous. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. You had your own language for it. Yeah. 
for um, Carmen's hot spot that she found. So you just kept, you like with the chorus line. <laughs> she's holding up the stove and she's not going to say it, but she's showing you. <laughs> that yeah. was just privilege to speak to you. Thank you. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me of that event. Yeah. That was a good time. Thank God that wasn't recorded. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was so much fun. It was just so crazy. Anyway, yeah, we were ready. We were ready for the retreat. <laughs> yes, we were <laughs> presaged the retreat. That's good. It's wonderful. Yeah, well, maybe we'll wrap things up here. Um, okay, Jean, oh, yeah, can I uh -huh, just yeah, end? An invitation if anything else comes in. Um, and I guess for me, just as I possibly shift most everything in my life, um, any linear things that come in in how to stabilize all of this as a practice. Does oh, that right. make any sense? Yeah, yeah. There was um, one. Piece. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, there was one piece during that integration, uh, like short integration talk, I think in the morning that I didn't get a chance to go to. It's like, yeah, so once you've had a chance, whatever the time out, so to speak, then it's good to have another a goal, another a goal, set another, um, uh, you know, focus, because then you take all that energy and it usually has a, the information is packed in there too. It's like, what's the next... Um, piece that you want to focus on. So it is good to then uh, kind of get, I, I don't know, get back on the horse, so to speak, but, um, and have a focus point, like um, either a spiritual one, or it could be like an event, it could be like uh, Marianne was writing that article, um, something to uh, put those energies into something into the physical plane. So that might that might help for where we're we are now because we kind of have done a lot of integration and maybe accelerated a bit just even by talking here and then mm -hmm. some of the energies here and people may have been doing that on their own. Okay, like a constructive or creative form yes, to help. Right. Yes, thank you. Yes, exactly, exactly. Great, and uh, yeah, if something new comes down, like uh, for the uh, group or some new uh, thing to look forward to. Uh, yeah, I'll try to get that out as soon as possible. All right. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I know a lot of people wanted to join who may have, and this was kind of almost like last moment, but I felt the call that it kind of started to come down who joined at, you know, from a distance. So, but I look forward to seeing everyone or staying connected. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so blessed. And Carmen, I love you're doing bat energy a little bit upside down for us. Yeah, I love that. I didn't know <laughs> It's not that I'm bored, never. <laughs> uh, <laughs>